Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. Hello, and welcome back to another solo episode of the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I am your host, Tori Mystic, and today I'm really excited to talk to you about two strategies that you can use to expand your pet brand's reach. Now, we all know from spending time on social media that your reach matters, but it's frustrating to post on Instagram or Facebook and see that your post maybe only reaches a small percentage of your followers. If you could reach more people, what would that do for you? You might have more customers. You might be able to make a bigger impact in the lives of pets and their people. And maybe if you've reached more people, you could spend less time on your computer and more time with your dog. I know that's what I'm always aiming for. So in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing two strategies that you can use to expand your pet brand's reach. And guess what? They have nothing to do with Instagram or Facebook. I think that we need to look beyond those platforms and get a little creative. So I'm going to tell you how I have used Pinterest and podcasting to grow my brand, increase my revenue, and find more time to spend with Bert and Lucy. Are you ready to dive in? First, in case your listening gets interrupted for some reason today, I want to let you know about two important things that are coming up here at Wear, Wag, Repeat. First of all, I am hosting a free Pinterest for Petpreneurs workshop on May 4th. It's totally free to sign up. It's a one-hour workshop, and yes, it will be recorded, um, but make sure to sign up because only the people on the list will get the replay link later. In this workshop, I will reveal mistakes that I see people make on Pinterest all the time, and also I'll teach you how to create traffic-generating pins. You can sign up for that free workshop at wherewagrepeat.com slash Pinterest workshop. Also, membership in the Wear Wag Repeat Society is opening up next week. This will be your first chance to join in four months. So I'm really excited about opening the gates to membership once again. We have about 65 members of women in the pet industry, and it's a really great group. And I'm super excited because our May topic is about pitching yourself to podcasts. I can't wait to see how many members get booked on really fun podcasts next month. You can get on the wait list for Wear, Wag, Repeat Society at wherewagrepeat.com slash society. All right, now back to today's agenda. Let's talk first about what your reach really means when it comes to marketing. I think there's so many buzzwords we love to talk about. Your reach, your impressions, your engagement, and we never really stopped to think about what they really mean. So I'm going to talk about that first, and then I will talk about how I use Pinterest to generate a higher reach with more traffic to my website and how I use podcasting to form a deeper connection with the people that I reach. So, so what is reach? 
Well, technically the definition, it means the number of people who see what you're posting. But I think it's the number of people that you impact. So maybe they read your post. Maybe they go to your site, click on your photo. Maybe they just remember your name. Or maybe they have a screenshot of your website or something that you created in their camera roll. When you reach the right people, that's when you can really make an impact. So that's kind of where Pinterest and podcasting come into play because pet people and pet lovers are in both of those places. I just love the alliteration, pet people on Pinterest and podcasts. (laughs) I'm not going to be able to say any P words by the end of this episode. Um, So first, let's talk about Pinterest. Yes, pet parents are on Pinterest, and yes, they are searching for you and what you do. And the best thing about it is that Pinterest wants to send traffic to your site. There's really no other social platform that wants to send people away from their platform and to your site except for Pinterest, because Pinterest really wants to help their users figure out how to do things. That's what it's all about. It's all about doing something, making something, or going somewhere. And Pinterest wants to give their users the best experience in figuring out how to do all of those things. So, but first, you know, in order to to make sure that Pinterest trusts you, you need to make sure that you are linking to and sending people to a page that will actually help them. So think about what do you specialize in? Then you want to create Pinterest graphics that lead to a blog post, perhaps, that describes the benefits of your service or maybe how someone can DIY that thing before asking you for help. I was able to grow my website traffic over 300% from last January to now, and that's really all thanks to Pinterest. But my most popular pins haven't really been about business or products that I sell or anything like that. My most popular pins across the board, no pun intended, (laughs) are my DIY busy box, how to make popsicles, and Kong stuffing recipes. None of these things are rocket science. Any of us, anyone listening to this could probably do a pod or a blog post about Kong stuffing recipes, but I bet you haven't <laughs> because everyone's clicking on my pin. <laughs> so you need to get out there. I'm inviting you um, to join me in, in the crazy world of Pinterest and start generating some traffic to your site. Um, what you really need is some good photos, good titles of your pins, and really good descriptions that link to helpful articles. That's what I do. And so Pinterest trusts me, and they show my pins to more people. That traffic then uh, turns into people who might join my email list, and then I can email them all kinds of stuff forever until they unsubscribe. Um, or it might be someone who ends up on my blog and then buys something with an affiliate link. I can't tell you how many packages of, um, oh, what is it? The, the pet dental wipes, Jackson Callie. I actually had the founder on my podcast a while back, um, and they make a really great dog dental wipe. And uh, I have done a blog post about how to clean your dog's teeth without brushing, and that's been a very popular pin. And almost every day, someone purchases dog dental wipes 
through my affiliate link on that blog post because they got there thanks to Pinterest. So it's just, there's endless opportunities and and ways to use Pinterest to generate traffic, which in turn can generate revenue, which in turn gives you more free time to spend with your own dogs. Another way that I've been able to monetize my site thanks to Pinterest is when I hit 10,000 page views on my blog, which sounds like a lot, but you guys, I was working at that for literally years. <laughs> and I finally hit that last year thanks to Pinterest. So when I hit that 10,000 page views mark, I joined an ad network and now I make money from banner ads on my site every month. Of course, you can join some ad networks uh, at less, at a lower threshold. Um, and even the network that I'm in, which is Ezoic, they um, welcome people at lower levels. But I wanted to make sure that I was at a level that I would be generating enough revenue that it would be worth it to have these kind of, um, you know, invasive <laughs> ads all over my site. And it is worth it. So if you want to learn more about Pinterest, and I'm going to go in a lot more detail in my in my workshop, I hope that you'll sign up for it. Um, it's really easy. Just go to wherewagrepeat.com slash Pinterest workshop. Uh, and in that workshop, I'm going to reveal three mistakes that I see people making. Um, to give you a little teaser, one of those mistakes would be not putting good titles on their pins. Remember that Pinterest is basically like a little search engine. It's actually not little at all. It's huge. (laughs) There's millions and millions of people searching all the time. And in fact, one of the most searched for categories in the last year is pets. People want to know how to build a doggy pool in their backyard. They want to know how to train their new dog. There's all these pandemic puppies and there's so many there's so many things that people are searching for about pets but your pin won't get found unless you have a good title that that mentions what it is that your that your pin is about and the blog post that your pin might go to or whatever page on your website that you're directing people to. So in this workshop I will talk more about that mistake and two others that I see all the time that are really easy fixes. And then I'm going to show you how to create really great traffic generating pins. I have experimented for years with the best layouts, dimensions, graphics, text or no text, um, all kinds of different things. And Pinterest also has some new features like story pins, which are I'm having a lot of fun with. Um, they keep emailing me every day that my story pins have hit 1 million impressions. So that's that's really exciting, and it's a new way to generate engagement and um, and brand reach on Pinterest. And so, you know, we're all about the reach, and we're all about the traffic. Uh, and Pinterest does make it really easy for that. So I hope that you will join me for this free workshop. Um, it's going to be really fun. And of course, you know that I have my Pinterest course. So we'll talk more about that in the workshop as well. So okay, let's. Let's now talk about podcasting. So you're listening to a podcast right now. Shocking, I know. But I'm not talking about hosting my own podcast. I am talking about expanding my reach by being a guest on other people's podcasts. Over the years, I have been on a handful of podcasts, and recently I've made it a really 
big priority. In fact, I have recorded eight interviews on other people's shows in the last couple of months. And what's kind of crazy about it is that only one of them has come out so far (laughs) because People sometimes record podcasts really far in advance. Um, Like for me, I just finished interviewing Tara Robertson from Pupstar's Pet Care in Chicago this morning, but that episode isn't going to come out until almost July. So when you are trying to do marketing on podcasts, it's usually something that's really good for For general branding, I think just because the timeline is so unpredictable and sometimes people record months and months in advance. So so that's why I've been doing so many podcast interviews because I know that uh, eventually they all will kind of be sprinkled out over maybe this whole entire next year. So why was it important to me to try to be a guest on different podcasts? And maybe I'll even add some more in. Well, I did this strategically because I can see from my own show that although I have a small audience here, they're highly dedicated listeners. And I think you guys trust me. And I think that you enjoy my guests and you enjoy hearing what I have to say. And I know that other podcasters have the same kind of relationship with their listeners. And although it might be a smaller audience for each of our shows. Overall, the podcast industry is huge. There are about 73 million Americans who listen to a podcast at least once a month. So the potential for reach is definitely there. And some shows have a higher listenership and some have a smaller listenership. But all in all, I think that podcasts really are about quality of your reach instead of quantity. So being a guest on someone else's podcast exposes me to their focused and dedicated audience who trust them and, um, you know, will trust the guests that they've had on their show as well. Not to mention that there's really no other platform where someone will listen to you talk for 20 or 30 or even 60 minutes. Just, I mean, look back at like events. Remember those (laughs) a long time ago, it feels like. Remember going to events? Uh, I know that I personally have done a lot of like customer appreciation events at local pet stores and um, daycares and things like that. They've invited me to come out and set up a table. And maybe you've done something similar in the past to try and promote your business. Um, But I just want to ask you, did you have any 30-minute long conversations with anyone there? I'm guessing the answer is no. If you set up a table, you probably had people pass by and chat with you for maybe a few minutes here and there. Maybe you talked to the event organizer for the longest, um, but they already know about your business. So you know, think about that. I mean, obviously podcasts don't really, it's not really a trade-off to in-person events, but podcasting gives listeners a one-on-one experience with you. And when they're good conversations, I think that the listener feels like they're hanging out with you. And it's probably even better than hanging out in person at an event or something like that because the person can listen to it wherever they want. And that's the best thing about podcasting in the pet space because it's just so convenient. People can listen while walking their dog, driving to work, 
brushing their dog, etc. All kinds of things. So podcasting is just, it's so accessible. And I think it just builds such a, such a deep relationship with the listeners because you can tell stories. You can go really in depth and you can explain things in your own words in a way that's not really possible on other platform platforms. Um, plus, by being a guest on someone else's podcast, you can reach their audience that they've already built trust with. I think I'm repeating myself here, but this is this is so important. I, this is like the key to podcasting is that if you subscribe to a show or listen to it on a regular basis, that person is like a part of your life. <laughs> so when they bring guests on, you're going to trust their opinion and their judgment for bringing that person on. So right out of the gate, by being a guest on someone's show, listeners will be receptive and interested in what you have to say. So there are podcasts out there that are targeted to the pet industry, like this one, of course. But there's also a lot of podcasts for pet parents. And if you think outside the box, you might even think of a podcast that is seeking a pet expert as a guest. For example, there's tons of tons and tons and tons of parenting podcasts, and they might need a dog trainer or someone to come in and talk about how to train your dog when you're having a baby or, you know, you already have kids and you're getting a new dog and how to handle that. So you don't only have to look at the pet industry. You can kind of look a little bit beyond the pet industry. I know that there's a ton of other business podcasts as well. Um, like my friend Carrie Fitzgerald has the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. And she interviews some people who have pet product businesses, but she also interviews all kinds of product business bosses. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. So so she has a show that is not specific to the pet industry, but it's specific to product businesses, and she features some pet people. So you don't, you don't have to look just at the pet space. You can really think outside of the box and be creative. Now, how do you go about getting booked as a guest on podcasts? Well, it's not as hard as you think it might be. Start with the ones that you already listen to. Go and check out their websites and see if they have any information about applying to be a guest. I do on my site. Uh, a word for the wise, it is not a good idea to pitch yourself to a show that you've never listened to. And if someone reaches out to you to be a guest, I would definitely listen to their show before <laughs> you agree to be on it because you need to know the format, you need to know the host's style, and uh, if you've never listened to it, you need to make sure that they even have guests for interviews on a regular basis because if you pitch yourself to a show that doesn't do interviews, you're going to look kind of uninformed and you don't want to look bad if you're doing that. If you want to learn more about this, maybe see example pitches that I have received, some that were good and some that were not so good, <laughs> and also get booked on shows yourself, the May topic in Where Wag Repeat Society is pitching yourself to podcasts. Membership will be opening soon, but for a very limited time. So please make sure that you are on the waitlist at wherewagrepeat.com slash society. Or if you're already on my podcast email list, you'll also get the announcement about that.
So that about wraps it up for this solo episode. I hope that you enjoyed it and that you're inspired to experiment with new creative ways to expand your reach for your pet brand beyond Facebook and Instagram. Remember, Pinterest is great at generating reach through traffic and podcasts are great for generating a deeper connection with the people who you reach. And remember that I have opportunities to learn about both of these things through my Pinterest for Petpreneurs workshop that's free, it's happening on May 4th, and the Wear, Wag, Repeat Society May topic, which is pitching yourself to podcasts. If you want to learn more information about either of those things, just send me a DM on Instagram at Wear, Wag, Repeat. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or Join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.